Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying the, I believe it's the last week of October here, uh, getting ready for uh, Halloween and the rest of the holidays that are coming up. It's crazy. We're at the, basically at the end of the year now. Um, and, you know, I know here at my house we've been, well, when I say we, I really mean my wife has began preparing for some of the holidays she started putting out some of our holiday decorations and there's pumpkins on our front porch and things like that and so um, hope everyone's enjoying that and uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in this week and and all of the weeks before I thank all of you guys for all the support that you show the show this this podcast it really means the world to me Um, and as I do regularly i want to start off by reminding everyone that if you'd like to become a partner of not only the show um, but also the katinas ministry in general the best way to do that is to visit the katinas.com and you'll find a give button on there and so that'll take you where you need to go so thank you in advance for doing that Uh, if you're watching this on youtube right now you'll probably notice who my guest is it's uh, one of the five brothers that we know as the katinas my uncle james uncle thank you for being here today oh josh it's so good to be with you man and uh this is uh this is nice to know that there's a camera somewhere around here yeah and and, uh so i I was looking forward to this thanks uncle thanks for being here i uh you know i talked with some of you guys uh, maybe a week ago now, and um, hopefully we'll be able to start having uh, you and your brothers on the show a little bit more regularly now. I think we're hoping for once a month, and so you'll be the start of that. But love it. Um, you know, I've had you on the show several times now, and I think the first time I had you on, I, I asked you to do this, but I haven't since, and so. Um, maybe this is someone's first time seeing you on the show, and I'd love for you to just introduce yourself really shortly. Mm. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. And I'm sure most people know that you, you're a part of the Katinas, but maybe something uh, beyond that for an introduction would be awesome. For sure. I'll, I'll try to give the brief version, Okay, Josh. Um, but uh, yes, uh, so I'm James. I'm, uh, I'm John's twin. Mm. Um, I, think, I think a lot of the uh, cousin community uh, know that, but just in case uh, there might be uh, people tuning in and you, you've always wondered like, man, all five of them, they, they're the same height and <laughs> from the back, it looks like they're, they're, they're twins. And, uh, but in fact, uh, there is one set of twins. We happen to be identical, um, but I've been uh, fortunate. I've been, um, I should say, I, I've been blessed really to be a part of this band uh, now spanning over three decades, wow. Josh, and just even in saying that, that, uh, you know, that not only gives our age, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really just blown away that we've been together, uh, as a band, as an actual band for, uh, well over 30 years. Um, I am, uh, married to 
my best friend, my beautiful, lovely wife, uh, Chrissy, um, and we have five kids. Uh, Jackson is 25. Jackson's married to a beautiful Miss Leah. And then uh, Dylan's 23. He is engaged. He'll be getting married. We're really excited for uh, he and his fiance Grace. Uh, they've got a date set for 2023. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah. And then uh, we, we call them our three littles. Uh, they're the ones who are at home with us. We've got Haley, who is 16. Uh, she's a junior at Centennial. And uh, Riley is 13. She's uh, finishing middle school, eighth grade at Page. And then our little guy, to round it off, is Levi John. Levi is six, uh, but he thinks he's 18. And um, <laughs> I love it. We Chrissy and I, uh, just the other day, we were just talking about how uh, we really feel uh, lucky and, and just blessed that we have this wide range mm. as far as ages go with our kids. And, uh, you know, we're in a, a very busy season of life um, because, you know, uh, Jackson and Dylan, they're obviously, um, they're doing, they're adulting, mm. you know, they're, they're working. Jackson is finishing PT uh, studies um, in Knoxville, and then with with us here in Franklin, um, there's there's <laughs> there's never a dull moment. We've got either cheerleading going on, uh, uh, theater with with Riley, uh, sports with with Levi, and and then just school and uh, church activities. Right now, Riley's on her way to youth group, so yeah. there's always something going on, and uh, and of course uh, again. I think uh, Chrissy and I, we feel very much like we are the beneficiaries of this mm. uh, crazy life that we live. That's awesome. Thanks for doing that, Uncle. Yeah. Um, I, I, sometimes I forget that like, not everyone who's, who's watching is going to be at like our Thanksgiving True. dinners or things <laughs> exactly. like that. And they, they may not uh, know all the, the nitty gritty details about who, who the guests are. So um Thank you for being here um, and for taking the time to sit down with me. Uh, and as you've been a guest on the show in the past, you, you kind of know how these podcasts work. Uh, for returning guests, as like you are, I have one question for you to kind of start our conversation. Um, and we'll just let that question lead it. Yeah. And so you can take us wherever you want to go. But my question for you is this. What's going on at home? What's going on at home? So I guess this will be uh, chapter three yeah. or... or uh, is this my third time being third here? or yeah, third maybe or fourth? fourth. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's my first, obviously, uh, with the cameras yeah. rolling. And so, l like I was saying earlier, Josh, um, you know, life is full, life is busy, um, and and just you know, even reflecting on this season of life for me, I'm just truly grateful because um, you know, as far as in my home and what's going on at home, um, there's there's a lot. There's mm -hmm. there's a variety of, of things going on, and and one thing that I uh, and I catch myself uh, from time to time is uh, just making sure. And I, I I have these moments where I'm I'm just basically talking to myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I remind myself in this very active, busy season is to uh, try to capture as much as possible uh, because there's so much going on with the kids, with the three uh, kids that are home with us. And then even with uh, with Chrissy, she's got uh, a full schedule with uh, being a music teacher for um, a preschool uh, at a, a Christian uh, private school. And then she's also a photographer and then my schedule is very much the same. There's there's always something going on. I'm on the road with the Katinas, uh, and then when we're not on the road, we uh, we we have a busy schedule because um, over the last two years, when everything shut down, uh, while uh, we took a pause from the road for obvious reasons, we found ourselves uh, really building up uh, this uh, this online community. And, and of course, the podcast kind of came out of that. So between the road and between uh, Twin Tuesday, uh, Wednesday prayer, um, home with the Katinas, 
it, it's I, I find myself saying, man, there's not enough days in the week. Mm. You know, there's not enough hours in the day. Um, but it's it's a it's a full schedule. But but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Chrissy and I, we often talk about there was a time when we were just getting started in in our marriage. We will have been married for uh, going on 19 years wow. in a few months. And I remember um, when she came off of the road, as you know, she was in a, a, a band called Zoe Girl. And when she came off of the road, uh, she was now a full-time mom. And I was obviously still on the road like I am now. But I remember our conversations back then were, man, we let's just enjoy this moment because... Uh, she gets to be home, and uh, now with the both of us really having full schedules, one thing that we're grateful for is that um, there's uh, just these uh, plenty of opportunity for for her and I to uh, continue to fulfill our purpose, to do what we love to do. Um, both of us just we we love to engage with people, so whether it's it's for Chrissy teaching or taking photos of a wedding or a family portrait, or if it's for me being on a stage and leading a congregation in worship, although it gets busy and, and quite frankly, and just being uh, full transparency, uh, it, it gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. We really feel like we're, we're, we're living out our purpose. Mm -hmm. And as her and I do that as a couple, but as adults and as parents, we uh, we're trying our very best to just model what it means uh, for our kids to model what it means to just live out your purpose yeah. and to live life to the fullest. It doesn't mean that uh, it's 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 always going to be perfect or structured. As a matter of fact, uh, sometimes we we feel like uh, we're just um, we're just going with the flow, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it it's it's going to be that way sometimes. But I think what that produces is uh, we, we learn, hopefully, to just be flexible in this kind of lifestyle of there's always something going on. You know, we were involved with our church and, uh, you know, again, with our kids being in school and the different activities that they have. There's, uh, there's always something going on. And I just go back to that, uh, that reminder, that self-talk that I give myself is, hey, just be in the moment. Uh, capture the moment. Um, it's not always going to be perfect, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of your answer and at the end, you used a word, uh, capture. Mm. Um, I, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to capture? Because you say you're, you're trying to capture as much as you can with as much going on with yeah. your five children and um, your work and Auntie Chrissy's work and church life and ambition and goals and things like that um what does it mean to capture the moment for you yeah i think uh there's several words that would come to my mind when i um break down capturing the moment but i i think for me josh it's just being aware being aware of just what's going on um in my life but really in, in the, the lives of the people that I love, um, to, to pay attention because, and, and I, I, I need to be really honest, I'm the kind of guy that I could just be focused on what I need to get done, uh, you know, as a husband, as a father, you know, as a, a bandmate, as someone who is uh, in a full-time ministry, and, and that's okay, but when I talk about capturing, I'm I, I'm really um, uh, trying my best to be aware of actually the people that I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't always get that right, but it's, it's definitely a motivation for me to mm -hmm. do that. So awareness mm -hmm. is what I would say. Interesting. Yeah, I think awareness and, and being present is... is Yes, it's a challenge, um, mm. but it's an important thing for living a full life. I, I believe. Um, I want to move to a different subject, and th this came to mind when I was thinking about what I was going to talk to you and talk to you about. And one thing that I've been 
kind of on a journey of my own on lately is uh, is pursuing music. Yeah. Um, and I've reached out to you a few times and said, hey, uncle, I'd love to hear you play bass on this. And mm-hmm. um, But I was having a conversation with my dad maybe a few weeks ago just about the music I've been making. And I was telling him that for whatever reason, often the, the hardest part of creating a song for me is creating the baseline, mm. coming up with the baseline. And um, I don't know why. I, I feel like I feel like my strength is drums. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I always have felt that bass and drums kind of go together, which is a weird thing that the, the most challenging part is the bass for me. And so <laughs> I, I would love to ask you, Uncle, as a bass player, um, who is, if you had to pick an artist or a band that has your favorite bass lines, who would that be? Wow. I, I got to maybe differ with you a little bit uh, real quick, Josh. I love the the bass lines that you come up with. And you're right, because um, with drums being something that you gravitate towards, you know, the beat, which is really the foundation, uh, th- those two uh, instruments really complement each mm. other. Would you agree? Yes. You know, that they, they and, and so it leads to my answer. Um, now, this, this wasn't a bass player per se, but the genius of Michael Jackson mm. is that um, if you... Uh, study and uh, even just at, at the very basic uh, level of, of reading into his history, uh, when you read about uh, a lot of the hit songs that he was heavily involved in, as far as the, the, the writing goes, um, he was very uh, instrumental in coming up with um, the melody and really the body of the song, mm-hmm. and it started with a bass line. Yeah. So I don't even know, my guess is he didn't even play mm-hmm. the bass guitar, but that but he heard the bass line first because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's the king of pop. Uh, he, he's really, I, 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 pop is is one way to describe him, but but he was really the, the king of groove mm-hmm. and pocket. Yeah. You know, so he heard the beat, but in order for him to really start building out the structure of the song, which would include the melody eventually, he needed to know where it was going. And so by the time he had the the, the beat foundation, the bass line was really yeah. all that mattered to him. And everything else kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could have been, and, and maybe that's some of what, what uh, may seem like a challenge to you uh-huh. is because maybe by the time you're... you're you, you you probably um, my guess, and you can uh, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. This could be a, a good conversation, but when you're already listening to the beat, mm-hmm. you know, with the kind of artist and the music that you make, um, I'm I'm wondering for you, Josh, if uh, this is this might come across a little biased, but the baseline is probably one of the more important parts to you. Yeah. So you you. We, we tend to focus on that. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else will fall into place, mm-hmm. but the baseline, we got to get it right, right, you know, because it, it's, it supports the foundation. But I, I think the, the, the best hooks, uh, the most memorable hooks, uh, they don't necessarily have these crazy baselines, but you know what the bass does. Yeah. It, it's funny you said Michael Jackson. So I, I work in Nashville, and so on my commutes home my commute home is maybe 45 minutes to an hour yeah and i'll just listen to music on the way home and i was listening to um michael jackson not not too long ago <laughs> and maybe the most iconic baseline ever um the start of billy jean and i was listening to that song and I was just in my car, just blasting it. And I was like, this might be the greatest song of all time. Because it was <laughs> that baseline. Yeah, yeah it's, I wonder, yeah. I would love to, like, in the creative process, was the, the, was that baseline, did they just come up with that first, I wonder, and build the song around yeah. it? Because, like, if I'm being honest, oftentimes, this is not every time, mm-hmm. but when I'm making music, like, I feel like for me, the bass is... is often one of the last things that I put in because yeah and, and I try and like I'm basically just trying to fit the bass into sure. the song but I wonder um 
how many people start with the yeah. bass and build the song around that. Right. But I think when it again, just in um, you know, reading um the history of of his evolution and how he created music, uh, the bass line was what he started with, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he, obviously he was just mimicking it. And, uh, and, um, there, there's a, a pretty interesting, it might be on YouTube, but it's this, uh, this hour long, it might've been two hours interview. Um, uh, one of, one of his first in a long time, I can't remember, it was in the nineties, but it was an interview that uh, he did with Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, he talks about how he comes up with uh, a lot of the song ideas, you know, and it started with a baseline. Uh, interesting story for me. That's how I write. That's what I hear first. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll hear a melody, but the melody comes as as I'm just sort of, uh, you know, humming the the bass changes. Mm. Um, there was a, a song, and I don't even know if you know this story. But uh, this was uh, this was probably a year or two before uh, Auntie Chrissy and I we got married. Uh, we were obviously dating, and we were we were actually uh, starting to uh, write some songs together. One of the songs came uh, out of it, I wrote it in my sleep. Actually, oh, wow. it, it wasn't, and and even when I think about it now, it it wasn't really that I was dreaming it. I just knew that there was this song idea, uh, again, started with the bass line that uh, came to me. And it was, it was so vivid that I remember waking up, um, it was on a weekday in the morning and I called Chrissy and I said, hey, can I come over? Cause she has, or back then she had a little studio set up, mm -hmm. you know, she you know, did, did some programming for Zoe Girl back yeah. in the day. And, and I said, can I come over? I, I have this idea. And she said, yeah. And so I went over and really I, I had to bring my bass with me because that's wow. what I was, I was hearing. And uh, long story short, uh, that song um, became a song called You Get Me that uh, went number one for like 15 wow. weeks. Wow, that's amazing. I've never Radio. heard that yeah, story. Yeah, but it started with that. Yeah, that's a, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the, the creative process in general is such a strange thing to me it is um because i found that from artist to artist or creator to creator it, it varies it does some people are very um calculated in their approach um and some people are very just kind of going free willed yeah. with it yeah and both of those like i was listening to um do, do you know who rick rubin is yes the, so he yeah. was on a podcast recently that I was listening to, and he was talking about the differences between um, Jay-Z mm -hmm. and Eminem in the studio. Wow. And two of probably the top five hip-hop artists of all time, um, but their process when it comes to specifically writing is so different. Um, Jay-Z doesn't write at all. Wow. He he. It, he he hears the beat and hears what he wants and rick rubin said he would just sit in the back of the studio for 15 20 minutes and Amazing. he would just hear jay-z kind of humming <laughs> and and jay-z would um when he was ready he would tell him all right i think i'm ready and then he'd go in and deliver a whole song. That's amazing. And he had it all in his head. He never wrote anything. Yeah. He just kind of let the song lead him. Mm -hmm. Whereas Eminem, he said, Eminem, he's never seen Eminem without a notepad with him. Mm. And he's just constantly writing. writing. Wow. And, and he said Eminem, probably 99% of the things he writes, he'll never use. But he just is constantly writing because eventually he'll find something that he finds to be a, so it's a his winner. process that's yeah. his process but yeah. those processes are so different yeah. like completely different from each other um but yet both of them have found obviously huge success in the music industry and have have made amazing music and i have a question yeah. josh just because you know you are adept in just uh, cuz hip hop is 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 has become uh, 
such a, a wide range, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I remember when hip hop used to just be a, a beat and, you know, you know, the, the scratching yeah. DJ sound. But uh, my question is, uh, so for example, someone like Jay-Z, mm -hmm. right? Do these guys, and I, I've always been curious, I've always wondered, um, do they just gravitate towards um, their, their favorite uh, beat makers or, or, you know, guys producing mm -hmm. tracks? Like they know, like, you know, because Jay-Z has a, a, a certain style, certain delivery, certain cadence, yeah. and it's not going to fit just any sound, right. right? So does he just have, you know, I don't know, uh, just his own mm -hmm. sort of team of guys yeah. who they know the, the, the tempos and certain beats. Yeah. And is, is that how it works for someone like him? Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, a lot of um, hip hop artists, rappers, they do have like, like people who are really into yeah. hip hop music. They know, well, Jay-Z and Just Blaze just Blaze was his producer in the early okay. days. Like they make music together, yeah. and then it became Kanye West yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of times, especially when they're coming up, like they're not, they haven't hit it big in the mainstream. Right. They they kind of are like teams and sure. partners with when it comes to making music together. And it's interesting that you ask that because, and I'm definitely not an expert, but from my understanding, the way hip hop music in general started was. It was not about the rappers. It mm. wasn't about the rap. In fact, there wasn't yeah. any words to it at all, actually. It was about the DJs. The, yeah. That's who... The DJs are the guys who made hip-hop music. And yeah. so um, I, I was listening... Or either listening or watching, but to, to like a documentary or something, and they were talking about the history of hip-hop. And hip-hop started in New York City. And this was in the late 60s, mm. early 70s when um, the city of New York had, had cut um, the budget for music programs in the schools. Wow. And so there was, kids were not learning how to play instruments anymore. They were, there was no more school bands or um, music classes in school, um, but kids still wanted to make music back yeah. then. And so uh, they didn't have any instruments. All they had was their record players. And... Uh, what they ended up doing was turning their record players into an instrument itself. And so that's where sampling came from, taking other people's mm -hmm. music and turning it into something of your own. So it started that's with, crazy. that's where the scratching yes. came from. They were literally turning vinyls into an instrument. Wow. Um, and that's kind of the, that's a part of where hip hop music came from. And so it was really about the DJs back yeah. then. And then the MC would, uh, this would be at like house parties right. or like a club or whatever, would just grab the mic and start freestyle yeah. rhyming. You know, <laughs> my name is Josh yeah, and yeah. I got a nice hat. That kind of stuff. Gosh. And over the years it has evolved. Of course and, that's evolved. Yeah. yeah and, um, you know, rap, it's, it's funny rappers today, don't sound anything like rappers back in the 70s or 80s did. And that's one of the things that I like about hip-hop music is that it really does feel like a living art form. Yes. Um, there's always new artists pushing it in a new direction, pushing it further. Um, and the, the, the music itself changes from season to season. Mm. And so, yeah, that's my so cool. um, hip-hop history lesson. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for talking with me about music, Uncle. Um, I will, I, I'd like to move on to something different. Um, and I feel like we've maybe talked about this a little bit before, um, about your, I don't know if you call it your side hustle or um, just, would you call it a side hustle or your other yeah. main hustle? Yeah, I yeah. It, uh, in the beginning, that's yeah. that's kind of how I look okay. at it, right? And uh, you're you're referring to just me being a, a, a professional real estate yes. investor, right? Yes. And so uh, it did start out like, you know what? This could be the idea was, you know, Auntie Chrissy and I. It started, and and now it's, it's been uh, a little over six years 
when it was just a conversation and really just talking about, man, um, again, with me being a musician, her a photographer, um, you know, we, we love that we have this life, but we really were just having an honest conversation. Like how, how much longer could yeah. the Katinas go, you know, and because this is our main source of income. And so that's how this conversation started where, uh, we just started praying and just say, Hey, let's, let's be open to see if there, there might be another thing out there that could, uh, just create supplemental income. Yeah. So side hustle, yeah. right? Well, that, um, yeah. before you go on, my, the, my main thing that I want to ask you yeah. is because uh, I feel like maybe, I don't know, 50 years ago, it would be strange for, for someone to, yeah. to have more than one, uh, profession right, or right. career, what you would call it. And, but today, especially, I find it especially in my generation, um, many people have mm. uh, different pursuits that they're on, um, often that are not related to each other mm. at all. And you know, I was talking to Alexis, my wife, about this today, actually, and she's, I, I won't say what she's doing, but she, like, she is thinking about starting something That's um, awesome. new. Uh, that has nothing to do with what she does. Yeah. And, um, you know, being a musician and then being in real estate, I don't know how much crossover there is in right, that, but right. they, they seem to be pretty far right. apart from each other. Um, but that's a regular thing now. In today's yeah. economy, people do multiple things, have multiple careers, multiple passions. Um, but I, I guess I wanted to ask you, like... Where, where do you think, um, or how do you think we have gotten here yeah. in this place where it's become not only normal for mm -hmm. people to have, you know, different side hustles yeah. or whatever you want to call them, but also in many cases necessary for sure. people to do that. How, where, how do you think we got to this place? Um, such a great question, Josh. I, I think, um, the word that comes to mind is uh, opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. I think the opportunity, and I should make it plural, the opportunities have really uh, become more and more plentiful because of the technology age. You know, I mean, it's, it's easy to trace it back to, um, to just the internet, mm. um, to um, the, the digital age where... Uh, even long before the, the, the COVID experience happened, you know, th there was this sense that uh, you, can, you can create or research an opportunity and monetize it uh, just, just from a laptop. Yeah. Um, of course, that's not, that's not the only way to create another hustle, but that's certainly one of the more viable ways if you if you talk to anyone who has two streams of income more than likely one of them is probably from some kind of a um, an opportunity that's created via the internet mm -hmm. um, and why is that well it's, it's just because uh, the, the consumer base uh, or if you want to build a consumer base or a clientele that's a uh, Free marketing, right? You, mm -hmm. It's it's just a, a viable way for anyone, especially the the average person who actually never built a business before. Yeah, you know, uh, it used to be if if you're gonna start a business, you know, we call them startups now. But if you're gonna start a business, you you probably maybe you don't have to have a business degree, but you have to have enough information to confidently pursue that. Mm -hmm. Pursue that. So I think that's that's uh, so I don't know exactly historically speaking when it started happening. I, I do believe that if we just kind of track the last ten years, yeah. it's been prevalent for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And um, so e even with what I'm doing with with real estate, although I'm talking about brick and mortar real estate, yeah. the way that I'm able to build this is 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 through these vehicles th through these platforms online. Yeah. I think the word opportunity is the is definitely yeah. the right word. I think it, just the way technology has changed um, the way people live their lives, mm -hmm. it has created so many opportunities for people to 
um, connect with people that they never would have connected True. with in the past, um, learn things that they never would yeah. have been able to learn. Um, all I think all of that comes from, you know, the creation of the internet and yeah. um, the easy access that, yeah. that people have to it now. I, I do want to ask you, Uncle, because I know that a lot of what you do well, maybe a lot isn't the right word, but a part of what you do has to do with social media. Yeah. Um, you have a presence on Instagram and Facebook and probably other places that I'm not aware of, but uh, that didn't just start recently. Mm-hmm. You've been as far one of the more um, social media savvy people I know in my life <laughs> for a long time. I, I, remember, I don't know about savvy, but, uh, well, but I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I actually remember... I don't know how long ago this was, but you were one of the people I knew who had one of those flip cameras. Do you oh, remember yeah, those? I do. Yeah, I do, and yeah. the they were very new. This sure. was before everyone had a camera on their phone, right. um, and you would be recording just random things <laughs> when we. I was a young kid at this point, yeah. and on the tour bus. Yeah, and, I yeah. like. Where did that? What? Where did that come from? Like, what what gave you the idea to do that? Because this was before people were recording yeah. everything, before people were going viral on the internet. Sure. For some reason, you had the instinct to, right. man, I should start recording <laughs> us on the tour bus or us in the hotel or our, yeah. our family. Where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you, and I, I can't take full credit, really. Um, and I do remember the flip camera. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to, if, 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 my memory serves me correctly. I, that was probably maybe 10 years or, or even uh, 10, 12 years ago when that became a thing, right? And I, uh, I'm pretty sure I um, saw some other uh, bands or artists starting to use that. And it was really out of necessity, Josh, mm-hmm. you know, and you know how after we uh, completed our, our, uh, our contract, our recording contract with the label that we were with, Goatee Records. We basically brought everything in-house. Mm-hmm. And that just means we literally became our own management, our own booking, and, and even marketing yeah. for that matter. And so someone had to, you know, kind of facilitate the marketing, you know, when, because... Um, social media there was myspace even before facebook yeah. right so that was becoming a thing and someone had to uh basically pay attention to that and the way that the five of us uh, really started operating where we just kind of delegated like okay jesse you're going to take care of the merch you know and james you you need to figure out how how to how to get us you know presence online wow. you know and i remember I remember actually this was it seems like a hundred years ago when I went on Facebook because I saw that that was where things were moving towards you know people were leaving MySpace mm. and I created a the Facebook page which wow. is now a certified you know the blue check yeah. as they call it uh, page for the Katinas so it was really out of necessity mm. right and but I, I figured okay if I'm the guy who's delegated to do this I may as well. Uh, figure it out and um, over time, you know, become passionate about it because I, I'm not a marketer per se, but I was the one who was tasked to yeah. do that. And that's how it all started. Interesting. Well, you had the vision from <laughs> years and years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like I interrupted you as you were talking, but I, I'll go back to just your, your pursuits in real estate. Um, and maybe we'll finish on this today, but uh, I'd love to hear just an update of where you're at right now and yeah. what you're looking forward to. And I can't believe it, but sure. 2023 coming up, um, what are the things you're looking forward to? Well, um, I, I'll, I'll begin answering by saying, um, because you did make a point and I totally agree that these are, they're, they're like, um, you, you wouldn't think of the music industry and real estate meshing together and and they really don't Mm -hmm. but it's actually that was one of my goals and that is one of my goals in regards to uh becoming a real estate investor is 
uh, how that can actually serve really the purpose of the Katinas and what we do, not just musically, but as you know, Josh, I mean, our, our vision is, is bigger than just the music. Right. The music is a big part of it. Um, we, we, we say even after 30 years that in, in some ways we feel like we have our second wind, mm. which basically means this is our life's work. Yeah. We're passionate about it. So however long God graces us and gives us um, uh, you know, open doors, we want to do this forever. I, I think real estate, and I, I'm a very simple-minded guy, where I just figured, okay, is there a way for us to still create music, write music, produce music, and perform music where it didn't just have to be about, okay, is it going to provide the income? Mm. Which, again, I'm so grateful to God that we've been able to do something that we love to do, and it's been our source, our main source yeah. of income. I, 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 I see a day where we can just continue to create music but that's not our only source of income. Mm. That even if we didn't get paid like we are now yeah. doing it, we can still do it effectively. Real estate really provides that opportunity. And just a quick update. Uh, it was a year ago when I, I made this big leap of uh, investing uh, specifically in what we call multifamily. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's not single family. Mm -hmm. It's so... Uh, it started out with a fourplex, yeah, uh, or that. people call it a quadplex, and and I still have that. Yeah. I partnered with my my uh, dear friend, my business partner Carlos Sadguero, so we still have that. But we we took a big leap from that, and this was uh, just earlier this year, where we acquired a twenty million dollar uh, property. It's wow. it's what we call mixed use of residential and commercial, wow. uh, over sixty units. And then, uh, and then shortly after that, we acquired a 48 unit, and I'm I'm happy to report that uh, I won't give the details, but we are about to go under contract with a 138 unit wow. deal, N not too far from here. I can't give the location right now, but it's growing. <laughs> uh, our our investment group is growing, and uh, it's pretty neat. Just and this has all happened in less than a year and a half. Uh -huh. And uh, for anyone who's listening. Whether your your whatever your pursuit is, it could be real estate or it could be something else. I just want to encourage you, man. Whatever that desire is, um, you know the, the the only thing that I and and Chrissy hears me say this. I, I wish I would have known uh, what I know now about real estate, like when I was in my twenties or even yeah. in my thirties. But that's that's uh, that's. I hope that's an encouragement to someone that you could be, I'm, I turned 50 this year, right? And you can still pursue whatever it is. You know, Josh, I'm so excited for you with your music and the pursuit to, to do that. And, and not just to do it, but to do it at a big level, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think it, it just comes down to um, just, just getting the information. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what's blown my mind, if I'm being honest, Josh, in this space of real estate, being a real estate investor, I mean, because you're talking about big, big transactions. I would have never thought even five years ago that this would even be possible. Yeah. But when I when I figured out and learned the information, I was like, oh, wow, because uh, this is very much a team sport. I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah. This is just a group of guys who, by the way, none of us uh, had a whole lengthy history in investing in real estate, mm -hmm. but we just studied, we put ourselves, we invested some money in the information. And uh, so, so far it's going good. We, awesome. We've made mistakes along the way, but that, sure. that goes, you know, with, with anything that you do. So that's awesome. Uncle. Yeah. Do you know who, um, do you know who Gary Vee is? Yes. Yeah. So I'm not like a, I don't know yeah. everything about him, <laughs> but one of the things, one of his messages that I have heard him share m multiple times now is that, um, People have time, mm -hmm. and just you with what you said, it kind of reminded me of that. I, yeah. There's this clip of him talking to a guy, probably about my age, yeah. mid twenties, and he tells him, "If you know Gary Vee, you know he's so, a very like charismatic guy, and um, he's talking in his in the way that he does." <laughs> and he says, "Man, you're 25, 26. You could spend ten years oh doing nothing, nothing right." 
you could spend 10 years and he uses more colorful yeah, language yeah. But, goofing off yeah, you know? yeah yeah you could spend 10 years doing nothing right <laughs> and be 35 and you still have your whole life ahead of you i know and you he t- one of his guys is uh colonel sanders the guy who started kfc yes. i i didn't know this but when colonel sanders started kfc i think he was close to if not in his 70s yeah which is amazing and um warren he, buffett yeah he was in his 50s when he yeah. first made his first million you wow know, he's a billionaire now yeah. so you know that's what that's what i'm saying and i'm glad you brought that up josh because i, I just really believe it's um and and then a lot of what we do is we we really um we we i i don't want to say we go deep but we really pay attention to to just the whole mindset thing right because anything that you pursue um i i tell people man if you if you treat it like a hobby uh your returns will you'll, you'll get paid yeah. like it's it's a hobby but if it's something that you really feel like man i i th- i think this could be bigger than you know than even me all all you have to do is you 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 need to surround yourself with with people who have that kind of mindset um and and be protective of it you know just you you got to hunker down you know and i i have i i've um i'm selective on when i i talk about it Uh, i do use social media because that's intentional Mm -hmm. right it's what i'm i'm doing just to draw awareness and the fact of the matter is the information that I've gathered when I just apply it mm-hmm. and, and basically give execution, uh, most, of, most of the things work. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not all of it, but I think that's, that's the whole point. It's yeah. like I think uh, sometimes we, we think that it's going to take a lot more than it actually does, mm-hmm. but it does take, it requires a- action. Yeah. It's, it's the, the action takers. If you read... Um, just a, a, about individuals who go and do things that you know they never thought they would be able to do. The 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 taking action part is such a big component. Yeah. And you meaning you're going to make a lot of mistakes. For sure. And you you actually have to be willing to make a lot of mistakes to finally hit certain mile markers yeah. along the way. I think that's such a powerful message, Uncle, is just to take action. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to make this about me, but when with what I'm doing this year, making music, totally. that really, the decision behind that was a decision to take action. Mm. And uh, back in December of 2021, it's not like I had... Um, well, if I do this, then that will happen. Yeah. And I didn't have a, a plan. I still really don't yeah. have a plan necessarily. Um, but I at least know that I'm taking action yes. and good things are coming from that. Yeah. And I think the same thing could be said for you with um, what you've done in real estate over mm-hmm. the last year, year and a half now. Um, and social media, like if there's anybody listening and you have a passion or you have an idea or something that you think you want to pursue, I, I take it from, from me and my uncle, just take action. Just That's do it. something. Because yeah. um, I feel like if you wait for the right plan or right strategy mm. to come along, you might be waiting a long yeah. time. Um, so it'd be better off to just start doing something. you know. And I'm so proud of you, Josh. Yeah. I, I, uh, every day, literally every day of this year, and uh, we're probably at what sixty-five more days. Something yeah, it's like fun. That. so tomorrow is tomorrow's day three hundred of the year. Day three hundred. Yeah. So, um, see, that's what happens with action takers. We track days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, I, but I just couldn't be more proud of you because I, I really think that um, it's it's uh, it's another way for for you and for me to just inspire people mm-hmm. because it's it's. Um, Everyone has different pursuits. It could be music. Uh, it could be another hustle. It could, it could be whatever. Maybe it's it's uh, to write a book uh, or to be a coach of some sort. Uh, man, just one one thing that I I tell myself and me and my my friends, my partners, we say, man, we're, let's let's be willing to learn on the go. Mm-hmm. And to your point, right? Because uh, we we just say, hey, we let's just take action and we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. We know that uh, 
that means we're we're going to open ourselves to making mistakes. But I actually think that that's that's a part of the the, the process For of sure. success yeah. is to be willing to go through things that are going to be painful. Um, but action takers, uh, one of the things that that you'll know about action takers is they they learn lessons mm -hmm. and they're they're quick learners. Uh, and you need that. You yeah. you need that process. So I just know, um, Josh. You know I don't know what your your detailed goals are. I know you do have goals because you said you know you, you don't even know that you necessarily had a plan. That's okay. But I know you have goals. Mm -hmm. I know that you and Alexis, you 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 have your your brainstorming, your dream dream sessions, and just just keep at that. Envision it. I tell people, hey. Whatever you're believing for, it's already happened. The calendar just needs to catch up. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle. Yeah. It makes me think of, you know, NBA season just started. There's a, <laughs> there's a, a saying that says, shoot or shoot. Yes. And yeah. the, the best scorers, even when they're missing shots, yeah. they keep shooting. And Percentage I, I, game. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a volume game. So. <laughs> well, Uncle, thank you for your time. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming by. And uh, I, I feel like... Every time I have you here, it's a very rich conversation. Oh, so thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Love yep. you, man. Love you. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.